Good morning. I'm the Reverend Jacqueline Sheldon from St. Paul's Episcopal Church at 220 Valley Street in Willimantic, and I'm delighted to be with you on this second Sunday of Epiphany. Let's just take a moment to gather ourselves, to let go of all the busyness that has gone on this week and maybe in this day. Take a breath and just slow down. Holy and gracious one, we praise you and thank you that you are present with us, as close to us as our breath. As we listen to your word this morning and meditate on your ideas, please help us to be open, to know your presence, to grow in our trust and your love for us, that we might glorify you in all that we do this day and always. Amen. Our gospel reading this morning comes from John's gospel, the first chapter, verses 43 through 51. I'm reading it to you from the Common English Bible. The next day Jesus went to go into Galilee. He found Philip. Jesus said to him, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, the hometown of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and the prophets, Jesus, Joseph's son from Nazareth. Nathanael responded, Can anything from Nazareth be good? Philip said, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said about him, Here is a genuine Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, How do you know me? And Jesus answered, Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are God's son. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. I assure you that you will see heaven open and God's angels going up and down to earth on the human one. The Gospel of the Lord. So in this story, we have Jesus promising an incredible manifestation past what Philip has already realized. He says that, I assure you, you will see heaven heaven open and God's angels going up and down to earth on the human one. That in itself is a mystery statement, but we do realize that when Jesus is speaking of this, he is indicating that he is so holy that the little thing that Nathaniel's seen is nothing in comparison to what it is that Jesus will bring to the world and how Jesus will be the bridge and the uniter between heaven and earth. There's a lot that can be studied in those two fra- in that one phrase, but what I really want to talk about with you today instead of that phrase is I want to talk about Nathaniel and his witnessing of a manifestation and what happened to him. And how does that relate to us? So we see that Nathaniel um, is approached by Philip and Philip tells him, we found the one Moses wrote about 
in the law and in the prophets, Jesus, Joseph's son from Nazareth. And Nathanael responds immediately, can anything from Nazareth be good? Now, I have to tell you that I used to think that um, when I when I read that, that um, it was like an embarrassing moment for with with Nathaniel with Jesus because Jesus overheard him saying a derogatory thing about his hometown. So that's how I thought this was so magical that Jesus was saying, you know, I actually teleported my brain to what was going on and I heard what you said about Nazareth and, you know, that's why I can say you're an Israelite with no deceit. I actually interpreted it that way and I'm telling you that interpretation because I can say to you today that I think that that interpretation is probably one of the worst interpretations there has ever been of this text. And I'll tell you why. Because what I discovered is that when Jesus says, before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree, he's talking about knowing that Nathaniel is a man who practices his faith in God and is one who takes time to meditate and intentionally be with God. Because in those days, one of the favorite places for Israelites to go to take time to pray and meditate and be with God was under fig trees. So when Jesus says that to Nathaniel, Nathaniel's heart catches immediately because He's realizing that when Jesus says, here is an Israelite in in whom there is no deceit, he knows that Nathaniel has got as pure a heart as he can have. And it's even deeper than that because when Nathaniel says to Philip, could anything good come from Nazareth? Um, The reason that that's an important statement is because Nazareth was such a tiny little town and probably incredibly poor. Um, it's not even mentioned anywhere in the Old Testament, nor in Josephus, the great historian's uh, writings. The town is never even mentioned. And as far as they can tell archaeologically, probably Nazareth had a population of about between two and 400 people. And in those days, the economy was so bad that it had to be a really rough and ragged city. I mean, Jesus was a carpenter. He probably wasn't even a carpenter. His own little village, he probably had to go out to the bigger towns to to do work. So the point being is that when Nathaniel says, I can't possibly imagine that something good would come out of Nazareth, he's, again, being truthful. But in his truthfulness, he is holding his mind open because he's willing to go and see. When when Philip says, come and see, Nathaniel does just that, even though he has a doubt. Because he's so hungry to see and know the love of God present on earth. So now, if we step into that role and we say to ourselves, what does that mean for us? We see in this story, this this story of Nathaniel being willing, being a, a prayerful person and being willing to suspend his own idea of what might be right or what might be wrong to go and look. And we see him rewarded by Jesus in, in the words that Jesus tells him. And Jesus even implies that it's not what, what you know right now is nothing in comparison to what you're going to know, Nathaniel. And that's the same promise for us when we think about Christ coming again. It, it's going to be so great. It's going to be greater than anything we can imagine. But that doesn't mean that right now you and I don't get little 
what I want to call kisses from God, where we know that God is present to us in the moment. And we can experience it just like Nathaniel, when he knows for sure that Jesus is looking into his heart and saying, I know who you are, Nathaniel. And he says, you are the son of God. You are the king. Because in that very moment, he had the glimpse of that love, that love of God, that love of God connected deep into his soul that he'd already been practicing over and over again, you know, throughout his life in his worship and in his prayers under the fig tree. He knew the minute that Jesus said that, that this was a manifestation of love intentionally meant for him and what great joy he had in that moment. And we can have our own joy in our own moments, but we need to see what Nathaniel did and we need to work on opening up more and more our willingness to be with God in loving presence and in prayer, humbly present in our connection and having an open mind that we don't assume we know how God's going to do things, but that we ourselves are willing to suspend our own fantasies and our own illusions to go and see where God might be. So that takes practice. It takes ability for us to just settle down and be present to God in ways that allow our hearts to be open. And as we do that, then throughout our day, we have better eyes to see where God is in the world and where God is leading us. So what I want to do with you this morning is give you a little tool for um, being able to take time to be still and know God, to let God, let God's presence be more full in you, to be more suspended of your own agitations and your own energies so that you can be present to this beautiful whisper of God in your life, just like Nathaniel had. So this is what I want you to try with me. I want you to open up your hand and look at, with your palm up and, and look at your hand, and we're going to use the phrase, be still and know that I am God. And we're going to use our breath in that phrase to bring ourselves closer and gentle ourselves down in God's presence. So we're going to take a nice deep breath in and let it out and then put our thumb on our pointer finger and say, be still and know that I am God. And then we're going to once again take another breath in and release and stay, be still and know that I am. Touching our ring finger. Breathing in gently and slowing down and exhaling. Be still and know. Touching our baby finger. Inhale. Exhale. Be still. And finally, once again to the lone thumb. Breathing in. Breathing out in the loving presence of God. Be, just be, amen. So I hope you like that little practice and maybe you'll try it during the week and allow yourself to just slow down and open yourself up so that you can see the manifestations of God's love in your life. Have a great week and I will talk to you soon.
change when you're right here. I'm not in a hurry when it comes to your spirit, when it comes to your presence, when it comes to your voice. I'm learning to listen, just to rest in your nearness. I'm starting to Resting. 